Hey friends, welcome back to the Beauty Business Game Changer Podcast. I'm your host, Jennifer Alvarez. You guys, today I wanted to speak on the topic of creating a winning resume and interviewing skills. Right now, as I'm growing Refine Beauty, my salon here in Naperville, I am learning a lot about resumes and what I like and what I don't like when I'm reading them and also interviewing. I've been doing a ton of interviewing and I feel like I have some things I would love to share. These are skills and topics that I feel like schools really need to touch more base on because this is so essential to us landing great jobs and I feel like some people's resumes and interview skills have caused them to not get the jobs that they probably should have received. But life is about learning, so let's go ahead and dive into this podcast. So let's start first with your resume. So your resume needs to have a clear and concise um, information on who you are, what job you are looking for, the history of your experiences and the different skill sets that you have that you can bring to the table. So the first thing that I want to point out is on the resume, you need to have your personal information. How can you be contacted? And the first thing is your email address. Everyone has an email address, but not everybody has a professional email address. And I kind of laugh about this because when I first started out in this industry, my email address was qtscissorhands at yahoo.com. And at the time I thought, oh, this is so cute, that's fun. Um, However, now I believe that that's not really professional. And I would encourage you all to take a look at what your email address is. And if you don't already, and if it's available, I highly suggest that you get an email address with your name in it. So info at yourname.com, I believe is just a great professional clean start. Um, And this way also you can help eliminate all the junk mail as well, because I know that we're all signing up for all the stores, you know, it's right before Christmas time. So we're getting a ton, a ton of emails about all of the different Christmas promotions going on right now. So I highly suggest get a new email box that is strictly for your profession and I would add your name. In addition, if you have a web address or a portfolio started, same thing. That should also be a professional name as well. You can join simple sites to make these such as Squarespace or Wix.com. Um, WordPress is something I've dabbled with as well. I find it to be a little bit more challenging than the other two platforms for a website or your portfolio. They're more of like your drop and click, copy and paste type of sites. And I found them really easy to work with. So if you do have a portfolio already started with great images of your work, I highly suggest making sure that you have a professional name that's linked to those sites that you can give that you can place on that resume and also you need to include your social media um, handles and you know this wasn't something that was around when I first started 
creating my resume, but now it's very prevalent. And I believe that it's super important to have social media presence. In our industry, it's one way that we need to attract new clients and promote our skills. So having a social media handle is going to be essential. You need to take a look though at your social media handle and and one, is it a professional name? Um, does it speak to what you do? So is it hair by Jill or facials by Joy? You know, whatever line of work that you are wanting to do, is it included in the name? Or maybe it's just your name in general. Now, if you have a social media handle currently and you have some pictures that are probably not going to land you that job, don't worry. I would just either, you could either go through and delete them or I would just suggest start a new fresh page that is strictly business. So I wouldn't put you and your girlfriend's pictures of you going out taking shots, (laughs) Um, not random pictures. It has to be solely focused on the skills and the things that you offer, whether it's beauty products or you're speaking about makeup or facials or whatever line of work you're wanting to be in. It's got to solely focus on that. Um, Make sure you select a professional handle um, as well um, as this will be on the resume. And I'm telling you guys, your employer will be looking at this. So I cannot tell you how many resumes that I receive that I look at their social media handle and I instantly, I can't help but to judge and think, I don't think this person's going to fit in. They've got, you know, really weird pictures of work that just doesn't even align with our style. Um, And some of your social media handles are actually hurting you. And, um, and it's a shame because I just don't think that some people in the beginning have developed good, good habits yet, um, and maybe even good taste. So just be really mindful of creating social media handles that are professional. And it's something that you can be proud of, even if you don't have a ton of images on there or experience yet, maybe it's just positive quotes. Maybe it's, um, you know, just different content and words of things that you're doing. It doesn't have to be, um, you know, a super fantastic portfolio, especially in the beginning. You guys, we don't expect you to have um, amazing talent right from the, the, the get uh, right out of the gate. So um, as long as you have pictures that are relevant to what you're doing and it's, it's good and it's clean content as well, that's what's going to speak volumes for you. So make sure that you are including this and you can feel confident and proud about that as well. Next, you need to make sure that you are including your experience on your resume. Now, some of you may have just finished beauty school. Maybe you're still in beauty school. Maybe you don't have any job experience. This is okay. However, I do encourage you to create these experiences. So I know in beauty schools that they have different clubs, or even in high school, different clubs, different organizations, um, different opportunities that you can be involved in a part of. Even if you didn't get paid for these job experiences, it's still work that you have done on your own time. And 
These are the type of jobs that we really do care about as employers. It shows us that you take high interest into your personal and career development. And, you know, as an employer, as I'm hiring people, I know that I can train people on skill. I cannot train people on how to have drive, how to be hungry, how to want more out of their life. I can't train people to do that and want that. You have to want it yourself. So for instance, in beauty school, if they have some type of club, I encourage you, be a part of it. This looks great on a resume. It also should be beneficial for you, whether it's helping you build leadership skill, learning how to work better on a team with others. There's lots of situations that can arise when you're working with a team that could be in conflict. Maybe you're working with different personalities. Learning and and understanding how to work with different people is going to be crucial in this industry. When you are dealing with a large group of teammates, girls, especially when there's a lot of women involved and hormones, sometimes people can get catty. Sometimes we have different personalities or maybe just some bad days. And we have to learn how do we cope with each other? How do we get along with each other? Um, Same thing for clients. Not every client that sits in your chair is going to be an easy person to work with. Some people have more challenging situations or maybe very strong personalities, and we need to know how to work with those people. So if you have had these opportunities um, in school, whether it's high school or in beauty school, or as a freelancer, make sure that you put those job listings down. Um, Also, creating opportunities is what you really need to do. Not all the time will opportunities be present for you, but you can create opportunities. So maybe you didn't have time to necessarily have a part-time or even a full-time job, but maybe once a week you would go to your local salon, maybe one that you really liked, and you said, hey, you don't have to pay me. I would like to come in and shadow your artists. I can rip foils. I can sweep the floors. I could fold the towels. I could dust the retail shelves. This shows your employer that you care more about your career and, and getting involved with a great team and just being around people who have gone before you and who are a part of this industry. Just by being surrounded too, by that influence of those who are already involved in the industry, I feel like will already help elevate you to get to that next step it could help you possibly to get your foot in the door. Now, some employers may pay you maybe minimum wage and some people may not pay you at all. But in the long haul, this should be to your benefit. It looks great on a resume. It could give you the opportunity to learn more skills along the way. Hey, you never know if you're dusting shelves and all of a sudden the leading colorist says, hey, I want you to come on over here and watch me do this. And she gives you a coaching session on maybe her balayage techniques. I mean, wow, free education, guys. I mean, how great would that be if you were able to um, emerge yourself into that environment um, as you're in beauty school or learning your craft? 
So create your own opportunities if you do not have the job experience. In fact, I would rather see this on your resume as opposed to I was a barista at Starbucks or I walked dogs. Um, you know, that it is great to have that at least some experience of of working, um, but this type of experience I feel like speaks more to your personality and what you can do with your career. The next point I want to make is your skills and your personality. So with skills on your resume, oftentimes I see that they're a good listener, they're friendly, they have good people skills. I would like to see a little bit more dive into this. Create some personality with your resume because as I am, you know, swiping through so many different resumes, most of them I feel like I, I can't even tell what this person wants or what type of skills they can bring to the table. I want to know more about this person. Maybe what type of personality that you have. You know, online you can take personality quizzes and you can get like a, a disc assessment. Um, you can take a quiz that will t- tell you more about your personality. I would be interested to know more about how you respond to tough situations or maybe you're type A so you're super um, organized or maybe you're tech savvy. These are skills that might be more beneficial because in the beginning as you're building your business, your books are still slow. There is more time to do other things and if you're tech savvy per se, the employer like myself would want to know that because then I could say, you know what, as you're building your books, there's other ways that I feel like you could be involved with our team and help us. And I feel like it will add more value to what you can do for that company. You're more likely to get hired when there's other skills besides just uh, being friendly and being a team player. Um, That should be expected. So the next, the last step I wanted to make with the resumes is volunteering um, and certifications. There is a lot of certifications that are offered. You can get certified online. There's classes that you could take to get certified, whether that's an airbrush makeup, maybe hair extensions, smoothing treatments. These are different certifications that you normally don't um, have the opportunity to learn during school. It's not a, po- a part of the current uh, curriculum. However, there's a lot of outside classes that do offer these certifications. And so I would highly recommend carving out the time, making that investment to get these certifications. Um, these, I feel like, speak volumes to you as far as you investing in your, in your education. Um, In addition, I also would say make time to make time to volunteer. Um, There's a program that I was involved with called the Look Good Feel Better program. The Look Good Feel Better program. So this was a program where we would go to the hospitals, we would teach the patients how to apply makeup and create 
safer skincare habits at home during their chemo because they were more prone to having infections. This is a, a great program that I believe any cosmetologist can be a part of and help out at the, the hospitals. But you don't have to necessarily get involved with, with that program. But my point is, is that you need to create opportunities that you will volunteer your time because I feel like giving back to your community, giving back to the industry, that is what really makes you stand out more than any other resume out there. So make sure that you do include and create those opportunities of volunteering on your resume. So I hope that helps. If you want more information about resumes, head on over to www.jenniferjadealvarez.com. If you sign up, I will send you a link that will show you how your resume should look that I believe will land you your dream job that you're looking for. Now, on another note, not only do you have to have a winning resume, but you also need to have your interview skills up to par. Now, what I like to do for my salon is I like to have a phone interview first so I get an idea of is this person's personality over the phone aligning with what I'm thinking. I also want to know like what that person's, what their expectations are. What are they looking for? Where do they see themselves in the next year or two? Um, and I also just want to engage in conversation to just see like, does this feel like a natural conversation or do I feel like I'm pulling teeth? And you guys, sometimes I feel like I'm pulling teeth. Um, so I definitely would recommend to write out some notes. Um, sometimes when you're caught off guard on a phone interview, you stumble over your words. You're maybe not for sure what to speak about because you're excited, you're nervous. And I wouldn't want you to blow this interview just because of those mixed emotions happening. So prepare with some questions. I would say... It's important to know what that employer, what their expectations are. So are they expecting you to sweep hair, fold towels, um, assist for a year? Um, what does that look like? Maybe they're expecting you to dress a certain way or act a certain way or show up for all of these events unpaid. What is their expectations? You need to have them paint you a picture so you're not walking into this new job blindly. So often do I find that beauty school students graduate from beauty schools and they just hop from one salon to the next because they are not clear on what the expectations are or what the future can hold for them. And I say this out of my own experience of jumping from salon to salon because I didn't have the resume or the interview skills that helped me find what I truly needed for my career. So I bounced from salon to salon as I was trying to find a place that I would fit in, somebody that would support my education and my dreams and my desires of what I truly had in mind for my career. Now I wasn't crystal clear on what I saw myself doing. However, I did always know that I just wanted more. Um, so um, bouncing around isn't the greatest idea. It's definitely not a good way to start your reputation or even build a business. Clients do not want to hop from salon to salon. They want to find a place that they can also feel very comfortable and call their salon home too. 
So this is how crucial this first impression interviewing process is. So ask a lot of questions, right? Maybe five questions down that you would truly want to know. What is this person's expectation for you? Maybe find out more about their training program. So our training program at our salon is definitely more relaxed and more free creative than other places. Other places may have a structured one-year assisting program before you can actually start the stylist program, which in my mind I feel like is too long because I don't feel like that's sustainable, but that works for them. I just don't find that it would work well for myself. Um, And if that's something that you're interested in doing is a whole year of assisting and being a part of that team, then more power to you. But be very clear on what that training program looks like. The way that I like to do my training program is customized according to each person. I would like to create lesson plans and education classes according to how I can support and grow that particular person. Whether they're a makeup artist, a stylist, esthetician, I have to customize the program to fit within what they're truly needing. So if somebody is extremely stellar at color formulation, we might not work a ton on that um, as opposed to maybe updos if that's the area that they are needing more help with. Yes, we will touch base on each category and lesson so we can at least speak the same dialogue together and have the same type of conversations and at least meet eye to eye. You know, when it comes to art and creativity, it's all about perspective, right? But there is theories and principles we do need to understand. I think some programs are dragged out a little bit too long and I find that stylists get bored and therefore they jump ship before they can actually see the success because it just seems too far off in space for them to even grasp what this could be like. So that's why I customize it and I typically will do a fast track program with them. Um, I find that if you can't catch on quickly, then maybe you do need something that is a slower program in my mind. Um, Also schedule. I, you would need to be clear on what your schedule is. I mean, maybe you currently have a part-time job as a waitress or at a coffee shop, and that's fine too. Some employers would want to know, what's your commitment? Can you be 100% committed to uh, our salon, or is this a part-time thing? You need to know what you're going to be available for and also to understand what their expectations of for their schedule. Um, Some salons, it's mandatory that you work every single weekend. Some salons are closed on the weekends. That's important for you to know because you don't want to say, yes, I will take this opportunity and then say, oh, you know what? I'm not available on Sundays because of X, Y, Z. That's not going to be a very good way to start off your new career and your new job. So be very clear to yourself and be honest with yourself of what you're available and able to do. You know, maybe you're available Saturday mornings, but Saturday nights and maybe Sundays is family time and you need to be with your kids or um, that's the only time that you get to see your boyfriend or your husband. You know, just be upfront about that from the beginning. I think that, you know, being honest and transparent is really what will create the best relationship with your new employer and yourself. 
also the flexibility. So, you know, our, what if you have a family vacation? What if your kids are home during the summer and you need different hours? Being very transparent about that is super important. You don't want to start into a program and give it all you got. And then come summer, you're like not able to give enough. And it really makes that employer feel like, you know what, maybe this is not the right person for our team. As opposed to if you were just upfront about it from the beginning, they would at least say, all right, let's work with that. Or they would just let you know, that's not going to work out for us. And then you would be able to at least not waste your time and be able to move on to somebody who would be able to work with your schedule. And education, you know, is there outside education? Is there one-on-one education? At least for me, that would be super important. I would want to know, how are you going to support me in my career through education? Because education is the key to success here, especially in the beginning. You're right out of beauty school. You know what? You have your license. You should darn right know how to sanitize and disinfect your tools. And beyond that, you know the bare minimums. And most employers should understand that. And that's where we step in and say, all right, here's the skill sets that you need to know in order to be successful here at our place. Find out what type of education or or how often they're going to have education. Is it weekly, daily, monthly, quarterly? What about what their expectation is for you? Some employers say you have to find your own education. Maybe some will give you an allowance. These are things that you need to know prior to starting. Um, It shows that this employer, this company takes um, their business serious. They care about their employees. They are seeking their employees to be offering great services and have a higher skill set. So education is very important on my list. So I can't speak to you of what's important to you, but I would create some questions to find out a little bit more about what they are offering for you. So for myself, I offer I offer a education fund in addition to our monthly meetings and also one-on-ones that we do. And we also do quarterly education um, as well. Um, Which brings us to our next point of team building or outings. To me, that's really important. How are we going to bond and mesh together as a team, especially as a newbie stepping in It can be so intimidating. You guys, when I first started at uh, one of the salons that I worked at, I ate my lunch in the car for a month straight because I was so intimidated to be a part of the team. I mean, how crazy does that sound? But it was true, you guys. I felt very isolated for being new. I was from out of town. I didn't know anybody. I was like a nervous Nelly. So... I mean, if I was that employer and I knew that, I would feel so like upset and sad about it. Like, get your butt inside. Let's let's hang out. Let's meet as a team. So, what can what can these employers do to help the employees feel more welcomed to be a part of their family? This is is scary for a newbie walking in. They're not for sure how they're going to be perceived and if they're going to be liked there's a lot of what ifs that are on the table that we need to just wipe clean and figure out how we can create a more bonded environment 
So as an employee, reaching out to different companies and finding out how are you going to help us grow as a team together? How can you help us grow strong as a team? Because you know, if I'm going to be on a team, I need to know that these people have my back. There is times where we are just back to back with people. I need to make sure if someone's going to help me out with having a clean towel available so my guest isn't soaking wet walking over to my station. I need to know that I'm going to have foils um, if I have somebody who has got super thick hair, we've already just had a few different highlights. I need to make sure that I can count on my team to help me. You're going to need to know that your team is going to help you too. So what is that particular company going to be able to do to grow a strong team? And how are they going to help and support you for that? And what about outings? You know, it's not always about what's happening at the salon or what's happening on your team, but how can we also get more on a personal level? I mean, these people are going to be your friends. They're going to be like family. And even though there's different personalities that you may not always mesh as well together with, I think it's better that we get beyond the acquaintance level with that person. Because each person is fighting some battle. Each person is going to need some extra help, some extra hands. And it's important that that you will be able to collaborate well with your team because you're going to need them as much as they're going to need you. So what type of the outing events, you know, I think that it should be fun and engaging, you know, like, are you guys going to go to go golfing or painting or maybe wine tasting? I don't know. I can't speak for every company, but I do know that it's important that you feel like you're a part of something greater. So ask these questions. Have this planned out on paper before you are getting on this phone interview. Also prepare some answers. You know, people are always putting on their resume that their skill set is that they're a good team player. I would want to know why you feel that way. What situation have you been in that you feel like you are a good team player you better have something written down that you can share with them a story with them I mean maybe you don't have any work history but I'm sure in high school you've had projects that you've had to be on a team of people maybe it was in gym class maybe you were on a sports team those things matter I would want to know if you were a captain of your team, I can already see that you are a born leader. And I want somebody like that on my team. Um, maybe maybe you're not athletic. Maybe you're musical. You know, there's always um, uh, the first chair in, in uh, the orchestra. So I would want to know that. You know, who's first chair? Who's taking leadership? You know, were you a part of a play? It 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 shows me that you've got more skill sets than just knowing how to disinfect your uh, tools um, and doing makeup or doing hair. Also, I would want to know what your strengths are. In the beginning, you may not all always know what these strengths are, but at least you could share what you're super passionate about. Maybe it is makeup. Maybe you've got a true passion for bridal. And I would just be very transparent about that in the beginning and just let them know, you know, I really have a lot of passion for bridal. I enjoy doing updos. I find that my strengths are in styling hair because I really like doing hair. I haven't maybe had a lot of experience doing weddings or working with brides, 
But I will say that I'm constantly using my time to do research and, and watch videos on updos because I'm just really passionate about it. So that's what I would say my strengths are. I would also want to know maybe what your weaknesses are. This would help me as a coach to know this is an area that I would, would really need to take more time to help this person with. So maybe you don't feel as strong with color theory. And again, being transparent about that and saying, you know, we went through a lot of color theory and color application in beauty school. However, I would honestly say that my color theory is not where I believe it should be. And this is an area that I would love to grow and learn more about. So it's not necessarily a weakness per se. It's that you don't have all the proper tools and resources and education that you would need to say that you have a strength in, in color theory. And that is okay, guys. I think owning where your strengths and weaknesses are are a positive thing because we would know areas that we need to work on, but then also areas that we should really spotlight and capitalize on. If somebody's really strong in their updos and maybe weaker on color, you know what? That's It's not a bad thing. I would just would want to book that person with all the formal dances and the weddings and the blowouts and help that person succeed to the highest level possible for those updos. And if their weakness is color, you know, I would I would work with them on that, but I, I wouldn't focus 100% on that. I think that that could possibly become discouraging. Um, so just know where your strengths are. And in those areas that you need a little extra work on, just speak honestly about it. Also, situational conversations, which also plays off on these prepared answers. Um, I would want to know, when was a time in your life that you went above and beyond for somebody? You know, this could be as simple as, you know, my upbringing, we were always taught that we needed to open the doors for people when we were walking in a place. Wow, like, that's amazing. That's awesome. It shows me you have mannerism. I do not, I cannot teach that. I mean, that needs to come natural with upbringing, um, being polite. Um, maybe you went above and beyond, um, and maybe, and your neighbor fell and, and, uh, hurt herself. And so you twice a week would go and rake leaves or mow her lawn or, or you, you did something that wasn't expected. It was just a nice gesture. Those things are so important to me because we are in the customer service business. And I would want to know, how are you going to bring value to my salon and help these customers feel extremely important, each and every one of them? I would want to know that. And you can show them, give them a slice of what that could look like just by the things that you have done in your life um, that have created your character. Also, I would want to know a converse, uh, a situational time that you had dealt with a confrontation. Maybe there was a dispute at a retail shop or maybe you dealt with some customer service um, on the phone before. If you've had any, I want to say, opportunities and gifts of times where you worked with somebody who was upset, these are great learning experiences and honestly, you guys, I'm a very sensitive person. I do not like confrontation. 
I easily can break down because my love language is words of affirmation. And if somebody's yelling or upset, I have a difficult time having thick skin and being strong. And that's something that I am working at for sure. And I I own that. Um, however, when people, if there has been times where people have been upset, I look at the situation much differently now. And these are things as an employer that I would want to know. Like, what did you do to try to solve this situation? Do you immediately put your mindset into fixing and helping the situation? Or do you get defensive? Do you get angry? Do you shut down? Do you walk away? What type of, what type of answers do you give that customer? What is your body language like? What is your tone like? I believe, and, and you can use this if you want, but if you are compassionate which, with each and every person, then I believe that this is always going to soothe the situation because you never know what people are going through. You know, if somebody's upset about your color, your cut, or a product, or whatnot, be understanding and compassionate to them because at the end of the day, it might not have anything to do with your service. It might have everything to do with them and what they're going through in their life. And you just so happen to be in their line of fire. So take it with a grain of salt and use it as a gift to um, grow your character and how you can help people. So Situational conversations, being prepared with that, I feel like will help you in the interviewing process. So I hope that all of these were very helpful for you. Um, like I said, if you can go to www.jenniferjadealvarez.com, you can find, um, if you sign up, you can get a link to a resume outline that I created with the bullet, the five points that you need to include on your resume. And you guys just take notes on these interviews. I think that phone interview, you know, the resume is your first impression. The interview is your first, your second impression. And then if you make it past that, then it's in person. And we can dive in even deeper into other things that you should be doing in a face-to-face interview. So I hope that you guys enjoyed this podcast. I thank you so much for joining me on Beauty Business Game Changer Podcast. Again, I'm your host, Jennifer Alvarez. If there is any subjects that you would love me to cover and to help out with whatever you're going through right now and in your career, maybe you're wanting to grow your career um, getting, uh, finding things that are going to move the needle to create success in your life, then I would love to know and I would love to find these topics that you are truly interested in and to help you. So until next time, guys, God bless. Thank you.